0: You're listening to the Modern Web Podcast. For more podcasts, videos, and events, find us online at modern-web.org, or follow us on Twitter at modern.web. That's M-O-D-E-R-N-D-O-T-W-E-B. Hi, everyone, and welcome to this episode of Modern Web. I'm one of your hosts today, Tracy. You can follow me on Twitter at Lady Elite. And I'm joined by my co-host, Rob Osell. Hi, Rob. Hello, hello. And you can follow Rob on Twitter at Rob Ocel, O C E L L. And today we have a special guest, Henri, joining us. Welcome, Henri.
1: I mean, hi. And, uh, you know, you just kind of caught me off guard because, you know, I usually don't hear Henri and special in the same sentence. You know, so I'm just like, are they talking about me? Impossible. So uh, good morning, good afternoon
0: yes and uh your twitter handle is well i think some most people refer you know don't know it's pronounced Henri, so they say henry henry helvetica
2: yes is twitter
0: handle. Henri helvetica is that Correct. how you, is that how you said it in french too? help uh,
1: i mean Henri helvetica, Henri helvetica. i don't know i don't even know how to say helvetica in french actually <laughs> But I do know how to say Henri. Oh,
2: but keep doing what you were doing because that was working.
1: <laughs> I mean, it, it uh, whatever works, you know, as long as you recognize it, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the dude from the podcast. Well,
0: that's totally perfect and there's you know there's tons of uh you know stuff that you're involved in Henri that we obviously totally admire uh within the community but before we get started to our podcast i wanted to go ahead and say thank you to one of our sponsors today which is kendo react and if you haven't heard of kendo react before it's a professional ui and database component library and it was designed and built actually from the ground up specifically for React. So um, Kendo React, you know, you can use it to augment any existing UI stack, and it has about 80 feature-rich components and also advanced functionality that make it the perfect suite to standardize on and remove much of the complexity of working with multiple UI solutions. So basically what that means to me is, hey, here's another thing that you can just basically plug stuff in and it works, which makes me happy as a developer. So check them out. Um, but uh, let's get to kind of, you know, you, Henri and just kind of your world and your life uh, performance. Like when I think of you, I think about web performance. Like, is that intentional?
1: <laughs> uh, I mean, I suppose, uh, you know, I, um, I mean, I still remember where I kind of discovered it and I thought it was really interesting. Uh, and at the time it was considered extremely niche uh, and there was a very small community uh, of people sort of, you know, uh, sort of like looking over it and sharing stuff online about it. Um, and I mean, I, I sort of joined slowly but surely, you know, uh, and I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm certainly interested in that conversation uh, for the most part. Uh, I do have some other interests, like I've mean, at the time um, of, of me getting into web performance, I was sort of curious about accessibility as well, uh, but i had been digging in so deeply, uh, or at least much more into web performance, buying, you know, uh, books and, and reading docs and stuff like that, that um, I, I sort of, I sort of branched off in that stream, um, and you know, still keeping an eye open for accessibility, just because I was really close to some um, great people in accessibility who happened to be in Toronto, which is where I am and from. And uh, but the web performance bit was was super fun, you know, and as um, yeah. I, I could sort of go through all the you know books I read and and the authors I, I sort of quoted and stuff like that. So yeah, it was totally neat.
0: So web performance always, you know, when we hear about it, and I, I think it actually is still quite a small community, mm-hmm. you know, um, of people. I don't think the the group has really changed that much, or at mm-hmm. least from what you can see from the public eye. Mm-hmm. Um, when I, you know, when I think about web performance, you know, you you do kind of see all these sort of like expert developers doing it, right? But, you know, can you as a junior developer just become like, a performance expert and not be a senior software engineer?
1: Oh, I mean, there are software enge- senior software engineers who don't really look after it that much. You know, I, I think it's uh, it's an area of the web that I don't think there's any particular title that's needed to be a, an advocate. Uh, obviously, with like anything, you know, with experience, there are certain patterns you recognize, right? And you can sort of start to make these calls you know, like for example, and so I like to compare my everyday life to performance. You know, uh, I recently, both you may know, but I I partake in running and uh, I was, uh, I hit a pothole and uh, broke a bone, but I didn't know that. I just thought it was a bad sprain. So when I went to the hospital, I went to see my doctor or a doctor and he was like, okay, what happened? I told him and I showed him where the injury was. He's like, oh, that's a, that's a, metatarsal it's broken and here's what happened I'm like oh dude I, I think it could just be like a super bad sprint he's like no 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 no. I know and you know he was like you're gonna go for the x-ray you're gonna come back and you're gonna see exactly what I said performance is along those lines you know you're there's some patterns that you're going to recognize when looking at say a waterfall chart and you're like oh I've seen this before you know so I don't think it's so much about Am I a senior? Have I been the, uh, you know, am I intermediate? Am I a junior? I don't know. It's whether or not you spent some time, you know, look at these, looking at these waterfalls, uh, understanding, you know, behavior when you see some of these charts, flame charts, waterfall charts, whatever it may be. Um, Andy Davies had this amazing quote. Andy Davies, by the way, is a, a uh, another uh, person who's uh, extremely well-regarded in the performance circles. Um, loves working with e-commerce especially, but, uh, he used to have this podcast, uh, a two episode podcast with, uh, Simon Hearn, uh, when they both worked at the same company, but he had this one quote and, you know, I always mess it up, but it hit me so well when he, when he mentioned it. And he basically said that, you know, you, you, are best to trust people who have seen these patterns, you know, that can recognize these patterns and fairly quickly. In fact, you know how chess is about, you know, recognizing, you know, sort of patterns and moves and 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 sort of scenarios. It's along those lines where you're like, oh, I've seen this. Okay, this is probably what the case is. And you can dig in some more and find out what's happening. So, uh, yeah, that's what it's about. So if you're a junior coming out of a boot camp or, you know, you're fresh out of school, or whatever it might be, uh you know if you spend some time just looking at some of these patterns or reading documentation reading old books and and making your way back to what it is today uh you'll have a a total understanding or at least a better understanding than most and and that's just about spending a little bit of time understanding
2: you know what these things are i i love the analogy of um you know uh, well i i don't love the fact that you injured yourself but i like the analogy that you raised right you knew that you had injured yourself yeah and you knew that it was something that needed attention that it wasn't going to work for you you obviously couldn't keep running on this thing it wasn't production grade anymore yeah. but you went to an expert to get the detailed analysis especially okay. when we're talking about juniors it's not even that you even need to know what the answer is literally just being aware cuz there's mm-hmm. a lot of teams with hobbled broken ankles of performance that they don't even know are hobbled. Absolutely. Just asking the question, bringing the question into the room, and then once you've asked the question, hey, is our performance solid? Like do people enjoy using our site? Yeah. If nobody knows the answer, you can slowly start to find the answers to that or bring in experts to get those answers. And that's what a lot of juniors um underrate is that a lot of times just asking the question because teams aren't even considering it. That's a big part of it.
1: Absolutely, you know. I uh, I think I tweeted this out. I, I I quite often just you know think out loud on Twitter. Uh, my favorite pat- platform, by the way. But um, I think I, I mentioned that you know the one thing about performance people don't realize it can be like sort of boring-ish, but it's like investigative work. You know, and and you know it's the scene of a crime. And you're looking around, there's like shell casings, there was, you know, stuff burning, uh, and you just have to poke around to see. It's like, oh, what's going on at that neighbor's window? Oh, there's a bullet hole there. Okay, so if you look at the bullet hole, then you look back, you're like, okay, someone was obviously over there shooting. So you start to put these pieces together, and then you could kind of like understand what took place, you know? Um, I'll give you a quick example. I remember, uh, once again, this one involves Andy Davies, but it also involves um, uh, Ilya Gregoric, who's also, uh, who's at Google. And uh, Ilya one day was kind of like demoing BigQuery, uh, which turned 10, I believe, this year, uh, I think this year, last year. Um, but he was like, kind of like showing you some of the data points you can pull out of of BigQuery. And um, at one point, I think he showed us that certain websites just by putting in, you know, a particular query were using three versions of the same library. And these are things that you may not come across, you know, just by looking, say, at a waterfall chart, like, okay, what's going on here? What's wrong? Or, you know, this is not, you know, performing right. And but, you know, he dug around, you know, you looked at some stuff. Well, here he you know, he was really looking at two, then he pushed it to three, then he found out like there are some websites, some legitimate websites out there that had three versions of the same library. Again, this is not an attack on the developers, but these are just small mistakes that, you know, took place along the way. And that someone out there was like, oh, here's what the problem is. But they took their time, you know, sometimes going through it line by line and realizing like, oh, dude, you have two versions of this, or you have two copies of that, you know, or like, you know, you know, uh, I don't know, Ferrari picture slash, you know, underscore desktop is showing up on the mobile preview, you know. So, you know, right away if something's up. So these are the kind of things that, you know, we tend to sort of, you know, take a look at uh, with finer detail.
0: I would love to see that in the Lighthouse report, but more what I would like to see, which I, I think would piss everyone off. It would never happen, but it'd be hilarious if it was like, Everybody on the web decided to use React, and it's like your website is not using <laughs> that's, React. That's why it's
1: that, that's determined. Why, you know. use React. But, you know, these are things that uh, you know uh, their their teams are starting to look at. You know, specifically, I believe Shubhi Panicker and 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 yeah. uh, oh my God, Hussein Jirde. Uh, they've been sort of starting to gather uh-huh. uh, data points and like uh, information around frameworks, you know, what's happening, what are the patterns with particular frameworks along the way. And these things, again, are bound to happen. You know, it's whether or not these are sort of like anti-patterns that you want to take a look at. But, you know, it's so that you know that you can spot particular issues with particular frameworks, you know, faster, you know, if they're known for X, Y, and Z.
0: Well, I want to ask you about web vitals. And why Web Vitals are going to be so amazing for the web is that is that your point of view like Web Vitals are like, what? or is that even Google's point of view like this new Web Vitals thing? You know,
1: um, you know, we, we had a brief conversation about this, but you know, I'll reiterate uh, the convo, and you know, the Web Vitals uh, were there to sort of uh, give people sort of like this overview of what they consider. Uh, important details, uh, or at this very moment, the most important details. Because if you go back to when they introduced web vitals and and sort of rolled it out, uh, the one thing I think people tend to forget or overlooked or didn't hear is the fact that uh, uh, the vitals, as they put it, are evolving, you know? So what the vitals are today, the November 30th, 2020, may not be the same vitals, you know, a year from now it may not be the same vital six months from now but right now this is what they consider more or less important now you are going to get some pushback shout outs katie um she had this blog post that uh made the rounds katie who's uh, a senior engineer over at etsy uh had particular thoughts about uh the web vitals core web vitals as they're they're, they're uh, correctly uh, named and um, she made her case, and it was a very legitimate case. Um, it's not to say that the web vitals do not you know have a place, but she's also trying to make sure that you know they don't uh, miss out on particular cases. Uh, for example, uh, you know iPhone will not the iPhone will not uh, give you any web vitals information. And Etsy, has a significant amount of iphone traffic so for her the web vitals aren't painting the whole picture and um you know again i said this as well is that i think uh there's always a sentiment that uh google is out there sort of um you know creating the rules and I'll, I'll say that they certainly have assembled a team of engineers who are trying to understand the web uh, that much more uh, and and provide some guidance. And again, I like to say guidance because they're not actually rules. They're like, hey, this is what we've discovered in all our sort of like engineer, engineering, uh, academia, uh, and we think that these things are important. Now, you know they're always, Available for healthy debate, and like oh um,
0: they're basically like the uh, the Anthony Fauci's of the of the webperf world.
1: I mean, <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. I mean, I, I don't, I don't know if they're going to give you, they're going to give you um, uh, the Godfather quotes. You know, did did you guys catch that
0: one? No.
1: Oh, this was so. Oh my God, it was so funny. Basically. Uh, you know, the U.S. president had been sort of like taking jabs at at Fauci and Fauci quoted the godfather that was like, it's strictly business, not personal or something along those lines. It was amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh my God, Fauci is the godfather. I
0: can see Alex Russell doing that.
1: (laughs) Oh yeah, for sure. If If he hasn't already.
0: Well, what do people need to know about how Web Vitals is changing? So the reason I asked is because, you know, um, you know, in, in my conversations with a lot of our clients at this thought, mm-hmm. you know, some some engineering managers are really actually pissed off at Web Vitals. They're like, dude, you're changing how, like you're changing things. You gave me less than a year to change everything of how you're going to do everything. It's really going to take a hit to, you know, how I come up in search, et cetera, et cetera. And I can't yeah. move that fast. Like, how can you do that to me? <laughs>
1: Well, and that's the thing you know like i i'll keep i'll say this all the time i I think that you know as for as long as the web's been around I think there's still a lot of discoveries um uh, <clears throat> I think people are forgetting that the web started on the desktop and for the most part the desktop is sort of still involved but you know we are pretty much bound to uh mostly mobile data uh, mobile data is just challenging at times you know and you know i talk about this all the time the network is just you know as trustworthy as you know uh you know a white house press briefing you know what i mean like it's it's definitely you know there are just unique you know patterns and and scenarios that come up quite often so i mean you're, you're kind of working with that so i'll give you a quick example i still remember last year uh, i gave a presentation uh, in um, at a conference, and I was talking about uh, sort of like, I think I was doing a, a metrics uh, talk. And at the time, uh, the three big paint metrics were uh, FP, first paint, FCP, first contentful paint, and FMP, first meaningful. And first meaningful was, you know, giving them a whole lot of headaches. And they realized that what had been an experimental metric at the time, which was FCP first contentful, um, was actually the better of the uh, the two between FMP and F and, and F uh, first contentful FCP. And so earlier this year is when they sort of you know officially dumped um, first meaningful and and brought FCP as the one that they were going to keep an eye on, and for a number of reasons that was, you know, that was literally, you know, under a year, you know, so research is happening all the time. And, you know, I I get that it can be tough, especially if you're running a large enterprise and, you know, to roll out a change is significant. And then to sort of just emerge from the change, like I'm done. And suddenly you see these notices talking about, Oh, this is deprecated. And you got to go back. Yeah. You're, you're, you're a little bumped, you know, but, It's the nature of the beast right now. Uh, You know, like earlier this year, you know, masks were like, well, you know, we're not sure about masks. Now it's like, oh, no, 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 keep your mask on. You know, like the research is happening. We're we're getting the data. And this is the best guidance so far. So, I mean, yes, it, it can be a little disappointing at times when you see, you know, things change so quickly. But again, it's the web. Things are going to change quickly, you know um like frameworks become you know like soup du jour and a year year and a half from now they're not really that awesome anymore you know so uh that, that's how the web is man
2: there's always that joke that people pull out you know the the like the old meme that's, you know, when the people talk about like optimizing for these metrics, these vitals that aren't really relevant anymore and they say, oh no, what if we spent all this time making performance good for, you know, for no reason, you know? Yeah. So, I mean, like hopefully, like there are places where these vitals trade off against each other. Yeah. Those are the unfortunate cases when you're like, I just optimized against this one for this yeah. other one and now yeah. I have to flip. But most of the time, if you're making progress in one, you're making progress in some of the others. It's just going to be better for your users. And while it feels like Google is the one that you're supposed to be impressing, it's it's ultimately the users. And the hope is that Google will also care that your users like your site. And their goal is to get closer to that signal. So over time, as long as you're focusing on them, the hope is that Google will align with that eventually. So focus on that and not necessarily what the, like you said, the, 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 metric du jour is
1: yeah i mean and, and here's what people have to realize as well right so and as you mentioned so so clearly is that there's some metrics that are just going to be more appropriate for your line of work uh, you know right now lighthouse will uh unearth basically six metrics uh, i think it's like first contentful paint uh speed index uh uh layout shift uh god i'm forgetting Oh, this is embarrassing. Anyways, the six. But there's some earlier this year in that migration from v- version five to version six that were dropped. Now they were dropped in uh in creating so they're dropped for the calculation of your performance score in Lighthouse, but they're still being collected. So if you dig around and if you go into say like the, the JSON file, you'll see that like TTI is still there, but, you know, they just don't, you know, post it. But if that metric was best for your needs, you can go back and work off that. Um, what else was deprecated? Uh, like I said, a, a couple others out there. And again, they're still out there for you to sort of, you know, unearth and 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 be like, okay, these are the metrics that work for me. Maybe they don't. But again, the performance score is kind of like, okay, this is what we feel will probably best reflect what uh, a good loading site uh, is going to uh, score and how it's going to score. So again, if you look at uh, some of the, the, the most important ones like uh, first contentful paint and uh, which the interactive one. So they're both That's worth 25%. Which one? TTI. Okay, so TTI is that the one that, that that remained? I can't even remember right now, but yeah, you know they're worth like you know both of those are worth like fifty your- percent. I think it's first input delay? So first input delay is part of the core web vitals, but ironically, oh, I'm sorry. it was I ironically, it's
0: not top six for Lighthouse, right? Premier? It's not top six for Lighthouse. At
1: exactly. All. So it used to be FID used to be part of the top six, and Lighthouse got pulled, but got thrown Ooh. into uh um uh, uh web vitals um. Uh, so, yeah, so so for example, I remember someone was on Twitter talking about, oh man, I gotta fix my uh, layout uh, index. And uh, and I say layout index, it's really a commutative, commutative. Cumulative
0: layout it, shift. That's
1: it, sorry, that's, that's the French of <laughs> me, screwing me up. So yeah, the CLS is worth 5% of your score. And I was like, okay, that's totally cool. Uh, you know, I would say don't spend an egregious amount of time trying to get five points up you know what i mean because you might already have two points out of the five which is quote unquote maybe a failing grade but it's like are you gonna you know put in this many resources to just go from two to four you know what i'm saying so you might want to spend a bit more time on fcp a bit more time on tti uh and the other three that uh and i
0: love that you can actually see the calculations too i know web.dev is really helpful in just saying hey here's how your lighthouse score is calculated here what the certain percentages are weighted so it's not it's not magic but then again it's like also you know when you look at lighthouse uh you know i mean maybe i don't read the fine print enough and maybe it's there somewhere but like you know figuring out where on earth the information for that stuff is in web.dev it took me a second to figure that out
1: I mean, yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff to cover, and uh, it's generally out there. And I'm sure they're probably trying to make sure it's as clear as possible because that's how people are going to be best educated, right? This is always like
0: the ever, ever, evergreen we need better ducks.
1: (laughs) And that's it, you know. And, And, you know, there will be a difference when you have, you know, decent ducks. You know, people probably tend to spend a bit more time digging through and trying to understand things. Uh, then just I think to be the docs
0: like... are there, though, too. Like, the docs are there. I think they're just, like, not, you know, it's like, um, you know, Rob and I worked on Google AMP for a mm-hmm. while, right? And it was, like, which website do you go to to find the information? Mm-hmm. You know, it just kind of depends on your use case. So. Yep. Yep. so I have another question, which is, like, this idea of optimizing performance. So I think, yep. you know, Google has take, gone a long way in just helping us figure out, okay, we should be looking at our, our you know, our Lighthouse scores. Mm. Okay, we should be looking at web vitals, you know? Mm. Um, but then, you know, like, you know, what what do you do to become a better web performance expert? Like, for example, you're talking about flame graphs, right? Mm. Where Where can I learn about what those patterns are? Like, is there some sort of, documentation to say like, okay, all green long lines equals this. Yeah. I understand that pattern recognition.
1: You know, when it comes to dev tools and docs, I think that gets a little tougher, you know? Uh, And I think this is something that they've always realized. Um, And, you know, in fact, I was watching a meetup, you know, I want to say early this morning, or should I say late last night? Uh, but uh, I happened to be up, and there was a meetup uh, taking place, I think, in like the, sort of that Australian-Singaporean time zone. So it's like 7 p.m. their time, like 1 a.m. here or something like that. And uh, I caught it, and um, uh, I think her name's Jocelyn, um, a... New DevRel for DevTools? tools
0: uh, yeah. J- Jesseline. Yes, uh-huh. exactly.
1: She, She's been uh, doing all
0: the YouTube videos for like what's the latest in Chrome.
1: Exactly, exactly. Um, you know, she was going through some of the the new stuff in Chrome and whatnot. And you know, when it comes to DevTools, things are changing almost super fast there. And, you know, I don't think, you know, even Google can keep up with that. And then creating documentation around DevTools. I don't think anyone has documentation around DevTools. Not Chrome, not Firefox, uh, not WebKit, and et cetera, et cetera. Um, It's one of those things. I think it's a matter of just you know, hopefully you you could catch a talk and you know flame graphs. I get maybe 10% of it, 20, 30, and it's tough. You know, there's some patterns that I understand and know just because I've watched, say, someone like uh, Paul Lewis. Uh, you know, old talks because there are some parts of DevTools that really haven't changed. Um, but so you I think
0: there's not documentation because DevTools changes so much? Because I, I was under the pressure DevTools doesn't change that much. But
1: <laughs> I mean, there, there's some parts of DevTools that have not changed. Um, mm-hmm. But the one thing about DevTools is that they're moving things around. So the UI suddenly is like, hey, this was here last week. You know, what's going on? And I then know. you find that on Twitter from the DevRel, like, oh, you know, that, that moved over here. You know what I mean? And they're in the middle of recording the next video to talk about it, you know? So uh, I remember I was trying to do a talk on DevTools once and just getting annoyed because something that I'd seen like a week or two ago was just totally gone. And I'm like, where are you? <laughs> you know, it's like, hello, hello. So, yeah.
2: Don't, don't get me started on the logos changing every month, ah. too.
1: I heard that was because of Big Sur because at first I thought I was like, yo, who did not spot this mistake, you know? And, uh, but I heard, uh, and again, I was thinking out loud on Twitter and someone hit me with this link. They're like, oh, dude, here's what's going on. And I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. But, uh, but yeah, just to get back to, you know, that thing about, you know, flame grass and stuff like that, I don't think they've ever sat down. Like I was actually considering uh, maybe pulling a bunch of people and doing a sort of like a public, you know, doc book uh, that would just go out and talk about dev tools. Um, But because there's nothing out there, you know, and there was that time where I was doing a bunch of research. And I was like, man, this is super duper complicated to get like, uh, some of the best info. So, you know, it's a it's a thing about blogs, and, you know, a few other things. And, you know, I'm actually working on something around that now that I think about it, you know, Um, so I'm not really letting a cat out the bag because the cast's not actually in there yet, but uh, you'll find out soon.
2: So I had something happen to me last month. Okay. Uh, call it a, a burst of empathy in that um, due to uh, the fact that we are moving right now, we've been on mobile data a lot more than usual. We do not have an unlimited plan and we ate through all of our, our gigabytes. Mm. So uh, through my provider, I had the ability to enable like data saver mode on the entire account, which basically shunts us off. I don't even know which G it is. I don't know if I have any Gs. (laughs) I am at. I was crawling and I got to experience the web the way none of us ever want to experience the web. And, uh, you know, I kind of say that to say this piece, that one of the things that I love about Henri is the way that he merges performance also, with history and a little bit of a lesson of where we are. So, just recently, you hosted uh, or at least put together a collection of, of talks about image in honor of the 25th anniversary of the image tag. And I mean, right now, with everybody in a pandemic going online, that was killing me. People with, you know, 10 gigabit super high res HSLR <laughs> images that is like downsized to 200 by 200. And it's just like, guys, you're yep. killing me right now. So I don't yep. know if you wanted to talk about images in particular or that, or those talks that you had um,
1: and oh, how man. that intersects with performance. I'd absolutely love to. I'm just trying to check the clock here so I don't just you know lull you guys to sleep. Um, you know, so first of all, with, with your data plan thing, this is it was super interesting. Cause I remember I gave a talk, um, shout outs to uh, Catchpoint. Because they had this sort of like a series of talks around like SRE and what and whatnot. I talked about this thing called. Have you heard of the the Waffle House Index?
2: <laughs> no, I didn't hear uh, about oh, that. Oh man,
1: this is this is extremely official. It sounds comical, but essentially, uh, you know, like the U.S. South and whatnot, um, they would quite often be the victims of like big storms and tornadoes and and tropical events. And they would gauge uh, the the sort of, like, wreckage and damage uh, by the amount of Waffle House restaurants that were open uh, because they had been so, over years and years, they had been so prepared around these events uh, that uh, if one was shut down, it was, like, a big deal, you know, because they would kind of stay open you know despite some of these storms yeah you can just google it go waffle house index it'll just blow your mind but that to me um, also informed the idea that um you know we can't sit there and expect people to operate under very uh sort of like reduced conditions with the kind of you know websites that we have out right now and that's not to say again blaming developers but uh, it takes a little bit of discipline to make sure that when these events come around that you can still operate and and there are ways of doing it. it it's not that much more complicated like if you if you're able to sort of like navigate the react ecosystem you know you should be able to make sure that you can supply uh, a disciplined amount of data down to the user now Obviously, you know I mentioned. Oh, you mentioned the the images uh, event. Uh, images will be part of that challenge, right? Uh, because you ran out of data. There's a good chance that you know these giant images came in and just chomped everything like pac band, like. <laughs> and next, thing you know, you're like, dude, I can't do anything. Um, images are super interesting to me, anyhow, uh, and that event uh, came about the fact that it really started a couple of years ago. Uh, and actually, Tracy, you were, you were sort of uh, uh, unknowingly uh, involved. Um, do you remember that, that uh, lightning talk I gave uh, at Google at, uh, at your meetup on yeah. JPEG Excel? Yes. Yeah. So I, mm-hmm, I was probably mm-hmm. like a year and a half, two years ahead, potentially. Uh, but it was super interesting what was going on because essentially uh, the JPEG, the organization, uh, to celebrate the 25th year of the JPEG. So it was a couple of years ago. Uh, decided to put out a CFP. And uh, because, you know, they're like 25 years of JPEG, maybe we can improve it. So that came about. The JPEG cell is what sort of like emerged from there. But that also meant, and it was a, uh, I just had a reminder for folks that the formats that we know and love uh, know well, I don't know about the love part, but the ones that we know well, JPEG, Yes, GIF, uh, SVG, PNG, uh, all together, uh, they're 104 years old. So over 100 years old. So what that means is that, you know, we're operating essentially with with images that have been around a long time, uh, probably aren't as efficient as they could be. Uh, yes, the tooling is there. So, you know, for us, it's like no big deal. It's like, you know, JPEG, you know, PNG. I know it like the back of my hand. I more or less know what it does well but you know the tooling is different now the uh computing power is a lot different the codecs have been improved so that led to things like heek now you may remember that because a couple years ago again apple sort of like rolled that out at you know one of their apple events and you know the whole internet twitter was buzzing "Heek, heek, heek heek what's going on here oh man new format but that never came out, and I'll get into that in a hot second. But we knew that there was opportunities for a more efficient image formats. So then WebP was sort of like flying around, sort of sitting around, sort of like people knew it, people didn't. WebP turned 10 in October this year, actually September. And people were buzzing because Apple added WebP finally in yeah, I was going to say, it just launched. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's finally a big deal. Yeah, I'm Big Sur, you know, they announced it mid-June. But what people tend to forget, because I know they like to trash Apple. It's like, you know, it's like having a breath of fresh air. I'm going to trash Apple at the same time. Um, I mean, Firefox went stable with WebP in January of 2019 and Edge went stable in fall of 2018. So for all people claiming that Apple was super late to the party, it's really in the last two years that we saw like the major browser vendors really come together and be like, okay, we're supporting this. Now, that being said, it's in WebP's 10th year, so they're starting to get a little long in the tooth. September 18th, JPEG anniversary, I was like, let me do something around image formats because so much is happening. JPEG Excel is buzzing a little bit. WebP is buzzing a lot because of Safari. AVIF was sort of sliding around there kind of like out of nowhere. People like, who's that dude in the corner? It's that guy AVIF. I don't know. Everyone's talking about him. And so I was like, let me just assemble a bunch of, you know, engineers, you know, image and intelligentsia to see if they want to sort of talk about this. And they did. I mean, so I was able to put together a series of eight talks, um, two on AVIF, one on WebP talking about its past, present, and future, Uh, one on JPEG Excel, of course. Uh, Because, again, the JPEG Excel is the one that people don't know that well, but is the one that's been given that stamp of approval by the JPEG organization. So to an extent, there is a bit of like an official release to that format. Um, What else did I talk about? You know, There was a recent article on uh, CSS Tricks uh, that kind of talked about JPEG 2000, but JPEG 2000 is 20 years old, and that's also up for a renewal. So I had to talk about the high throughput JPEG 2000, or HT for short, which is going to be the JPEG 2000's uh, replacement. Whether or not that will sort of have any effect, we're not sure. But that being said, uh, it was a great series of talks. And it's really interesting because now the landscape is as follows. You have WebP support front to back, all the major browsers and all the sort of smaller browsers as well. So, you know, uh, I mean, smaller browsers on mobile. I think uh, uh, Samsung Internet might be like second uh, after Chrome. Um, but all the smaller ones support WebP, so you have like green lights across Avif again. Um, born out of AV1, um, part of the reason I think it's getting a lot of attention its uh great fidelity. Uh, it is also uh, uh royalty free, which was a big deal, which is why Heek never worked because the patent, uh, around that was just so complicated that rolling it out to browser vendors they'd be like no way man like i don't know who to pay here uh it was like three levels of of of, you know royalty sort of payments it was complicated so that's why that never really took off but avif right now you actually can get around 70 percent coverage through chrome opera and Firefox behind a flag today. So you can actually roll that out confidently because we know there are fallbacks, picture tag, et cetera, et cetera. So between AVIF, WebP, and you know JPEG Excel, which right now on paper uh, probably has some of the best fidelity out there. Uh, how it gets adopted, we're not sure, but some tooling out there is starting to pop up and, and support it. Uh, like I believe don't get me don't quote me on this but I believe Squoosh is sort of throwing jpeg JPEG excel in the mix so you will have some tooling for it. Um, Photoshop has recently been poking around wondering what to do with avif so there's a conversation taking place um, and uh, even though this is probably going to be airing you know after Cs but I think some some announcements are going to be made around. That time as well. So uh long story short, I think the image conversation is super interesting right now because out of nowhere, there's a lot taking place after just a very dormant period, like I said, 104 years old between the four major format formats that we know. And then in the last two years, because the AVIF, the bitstream was frozen like two years ago, and then it went from there to like what we have today. So it's super, it's super like exciting.
0: The JavaScript revolution a few years ago, like ES ES 20, was it 2015? okay 2016 i can't remember but you know when when all of that stuff was or you know slash es next now or yes yeah. you know um now i feel like the the image revolution it sounds like it is is just about brinking on it so you know what i've really learned from this conversation though is that there is no easy way to digest everything going on in the web unless you're just like Avidly reading, avidly yeah. being involved, avidly like looking at blog posts being written and, you know, going to meetups and things like that because I can't keep up. <laughs> I mean,
1: it's uh, that's, you know, we've, we're out there telling people all the time just not to... Get bogged down with keeping up. You know, if you can sort of, you know, read up about it, it's totally cool. Follow some people that are passionate about it. You know, and and see what they're saying, what they're sharing. Uh, watch some content online. You know that that you know content creators are, are out there sharing their stuff
2: as well. So it's uh, yeah, I think that's what it's about. The thing is, is you know, if you listen to all these uh, <clears throat> alphabets soup you know, LCS and the,
1: yeah.
2: you know, FIDs and the AVIFs and, the, mm-hmm. you know, you don't need to know all that. Your users don't know that, but exactly. your users know slow. <laughs> and so Absolutely. you need to, these things exist to give us ways to measure, to give yeah. us ways to discuss, to give yeah. us ways to improve.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: They, you don't need to know all of them to know slow. Yeah. Um, and so like we talked about before, just bring it to the table bring up the conversation. If you don't know how to investigate after the question's been asked, that's what you start reading first. Yep. How do I read a flame graph? Yep. How do I know if something's slow? And then once you start to find things that are wrong, keep going. Yep. Oh, it's my images. How do I compress images? How do I, do I need a different format? Yep. And it, it just follows. You can do it bit by bit. You don't have to know it all to be useful at all. Exactly, exactly. And,
1: and that's a, a such a good point because, you know, as much as we sit back and, and sort of have these debates about formats, at the end of the day, people are like, is it loading on my page? Yes or no, you know? And, you know, we are going to go through a bit of a a sort of like an inflection point with this, uh, you know, the switch, right? So we've spent so long working with these formats that have been just so well supported. And now we have, again, this inflection point where it's like computing power has changed, the codecs have improved we can make some improvements here. We can make the sizes smaller. We can make the colors richer, uh, greater dynamic range, you know, greater bit depth and whatnot. Yes. There are going to be some little hiccups, but we have services along the way, you know, CDNs and, you know, image, uh, management companies like, you know, Cloudinary imageix and, you know, image, uh, there's another one. I'm trying to remember the name, but the fact is that, uh, Having a little, a little level of understanding never hurts. Um, we're not asking you to research your formats and, and sort of like change the entrails and make it you know look better. but um, you know it's always nice to be a little transparent and let people know what's going on you know and what's what's happening to improve you know or help improve their products. Again, uh, when last year I think when Shopify you know came out and announced that you know they're going all in with WebP, That's significant because they have, you know, an e-com platform and they want to make sure that their resellers are also successful, you know, so they're trying to provide that kind of support so that they can just go out and be the best, you know, uh, e-retailer they can be, especially in this now e-retail moment that we're having, you know, Uh, everyone's online and, you know, I know we're recording this again, the November 30th, but I think, uh, for black Friday, uh, they're out there tweeting that they're, they're seeing like record traffic, record numbers, uh, people are doing well. So, you know, they're happy about that success and what they've been able to sort of provide their, their vendors.
0: I I spent all my time just rotating between like five (laughs) sites, figuring out, all the different sales. And all these sales are so tricky, right? It's like additional 50% Mm -hmm. off. But then it's like 40% off, then 50% off, then 10% off. I always have to do the math. Like, What percentage off is this? additional 70% off better and way I wait for that sale? Anyways, yeah. so it's constantly open on my mobile. <laughs> yeah.
1: But, you know, again, you know, that, that's it. You're on your mobile, you know, device the entire time, you know, flipping yeah. back and forth. Obviously at that point stuff was cash and whatnot, yeah. but this is the primary conduit for the, you know, uh, the, the sort of commerce, you know, like people yeah. are like, what's going on? What's the sale? I just got my notification. The sale starts okay. at an hour. I got to get ready. You know, it's like that, uh, you know, when you're on the the Nike app and it give you the, got them, you know, it's like you want to be there in line in the queue so you can get the Jordan ones, you know, uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's, that's what's going on. And, and I think it's super important. I didn't even mention the fact that they're working on WebP 2.0, you know, so to sort of like address some of the. Web P1 shortcomings. So there's there's so much taking place. It's, it's fun to read about, anyways.
0: Well, so much fun having you. Uh, we're kind of out of time now, but it okay. was having you. And you know, definitely follow Henri on Twitter. um He's super awesome and nice to chat with. So. Yeah,
1: I try to have some fun. You know, share stuff. And you know, I, I want to say this as well is. Um, as I talked about, you know, the content creators going out there and just sort of like sharing the information. Uh, I, I think something has to be said for the uh, the content creators who provide the platforms as well. I mean, people like yourselves and and, and the company and, and this dot. I know there's this dot Labs and this dot Media, so I'm not sure. I just call it yeah. this dot. No, uh, <laughs>
0: that's fine. But uh,
1: you know, because you know, I use broadly and just compress it down. Yeah. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I I, I think uh, it's important to 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 sort of you know salute and 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 thank the people like yourselves who actually yeah. create these hour long podcasts and and interviews and so that they can hear from people who have like maybe a little bit of insight and some stuff that you know yeah. they've been curious about. So uh, so yeah, I'm thanks gonna, for having um, me.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely gonna have. We have a YouTube show called Speed at Scale and i think i'm gonna have you on that to just like explain flame graphs
1: (laughs) that'll be funny because it'll
0: just
1: be it'll be be me with a bunch of question marks around my head
0: (laughs) awesome well thank you again and thank you again to our sponsors kendo react and we'll see you next time on the modern podcast This podcast is sponsored by This.Labs, a framework agnostic consultancy that specializes in JavaScript. You can find them at this.co slash labs. That's T H I S D O T dot co slash labs.